0: The last day of March is here. Isn't that wonderful? March Madness coming to a close. We're not going to talk about the Final Four. No need to talk about the Final Four right now. We are going to talk about the Indiana Indianapolis Colts and what the Colts need to do to go get wide receivers that are going to allow them to contend in the AFC South and then move forward in the playoffs and maybe contend for a championship. We're going to talk about the starting lineup for the Hoosiers, potentially, potentially, The the, the, still, the option exists for people to go to the transfer portal. But if you look at the starting lineup for the Hoosiers, you know what? Comparatively, in the Big Ten, they look pretty damn good. We're also going to talk about a hire, kind of an off-the-radar hire of an assistant coach, which is terrific news. And we're we're also going to talk about the Indiana Pacers, who last night came back from the near-dead to almost beat the Denver Nuggets in a very, very entertaining game because of one guy, and you'll never guess who that is. Uh, This is Breakfast with Kent for Thursday, March 31st, 2022. March is almost gone. That means April. That means spring. Let's go. Let's get warm. It was warm yesterday. It's going to get rainy and cold today. I don't like it. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. You got plumbing problems? They got plumbing solutions. It's a perfect marriage. Give them a call. 765-610-8809. Hit subscribe. Ring the bell. Punch the like button. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. Look, if you want wide receivers, here's how you go get them. It's not through free agency, and I'll tell you why. According to Spotrac, that's where you check, like, cap numbers and stuff like that and who is valuable and who really isn't. We can talk about the top 10 wide receivers available in free agency. And then we can talk about the draft and who is able to be selected in 2019 and 2020. Really, we don't know about the 21 guys yet, right? They played one year. So let's talk about 19 and 20, second rounders taken around 42 and south. Who are they? And uh, what did teams get out of them? As opposed to what you would get via free agency and wide receiver, okay? Uh, Julio Jones as a wide receiver. Man, is he famous, right? During his prime, he was really, really good for the Atlanta Falcons. He's going to be 33 years old at the beginning of next season. He played 10 games last year. He had 31 catches. You want to spend a lot of money on Julio Jones for that? His least productive year. This is going to be a recurring theme. Least productive year in his career. How about Jarvis Landry? Jarvis Landry is going to be 29. He played 12 games last year, 52 catches. His least productive year. How about Will Fuller? 28 years old when the season starts. He played two games, four catches. His least productive year. T.Y. Hilton. Hey, there's a familiar name. This free agent class at this point is so bereft. Of productivity, T.Y. Hilton is the fourth most valuable wide receiver on the list. We love T.Y. Hilton, but T.Y. Hilton 10 years ago is not the T.Y. Hilton of today. T.Y. Hilton, a rookie 10 years ago, a third-round draft pick, that's what you can get in the third round. That is what we're going to wind up talking about in just a minute, all right? T.Y. Hilton, 10 games, 23 catches, his least productive year. Cole Beasley. He's going to be 33 years old. We know Cole Beasley, played for the Cowboys most recently, played for the Bills, 16 games last year, so relative health, 82 catches, which is a good number, but his worst yards per catch in his career. A.J. Green, he's going to be 34 years old at the beginning of next season. Relative health, 16 games, 54 catches, his best year since 2017. You get the point. We can go on. Keelan Cole, Sammy Watkins, Odell Beckham Jr. How about that? Odell Beckham Jr. 44 catches last year in 14 games, but he's coming off an ACL. Hasn't had an entirely healthy season, but one, since 2016. Marquise got a good one. 31 years old. 14 games last year. 20 catches. My God. Like, these are the most valuable free agents. This is why Chris Ballard is very, very careful going to garage sales to try to pick out wide receivers who are going to help the Colts win a championship. Now, let's talk about the 2020 draft. All right, second round, 42 and south. LaVisca Chenault drafted 42nd by Jacksonville. He's been terrific. How about Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame, drafted by the Steelers. He's been terrific. He was taken 49th. Van Jefferson, he filled in quite nicely when Robert Woods got hurt for the Rams, right? He was terrific. He was an upgrade for the Rams. He was taken 57th, 2019. Boy, oh boy, is this a regrettable pick. Like you go back to 2019 and you're scratching your head because the wide receiver position would be fine and dandy for the Indianapolis Colts if in 2019 they had prioritized wide receiver over what they did take and they took the wrong wide receiver in 2019. 2019, the Colts took Rocky scene, number 34. At 36, Debo Samuel. Yeah! That gives you cold chills, doesn't it? That is the kind of mistake that gets your ass fired if you're a general manager. Uh, A.J. Brown. Number 51 taken by the Titans. Uh McCole Hardman, 56, taken by the Chiefs. DK Metcalf, 64. Deontay Johnson taken by the Steelers at 66. Terry McClorin taken by Washington. Who did the who did the Colts take in the 50s? Paris uh Paris Campbell. Oof. Could have taken Metcalf, Johnson, McClorin. No, they took Campbell. Could have taken Debo Samuel or A.J. Brown. Nah. They took Rocky scene. The point is not to kick sand in the face of Chris Ballard overtaking Rocky scene and Paris Campbell in that draft instead of Debo Samuel and uh, McCall Hardman or D.K. Metcalf or Deontay Johnson or Terry McLaurin. The point is that in the draft, drafting uh, 42nd, which the Colts will, this uh, unless they trade up, And 73rd, you can go get guys who can help you win pretty much right away. That's what you can do. Or you can sign a famous brand name wide receiver who is either hurt, old, or coming off an unproductive season. What you want. I want to draft a guy or two. The Rams, they just won the Super Bowl. They draft wide receivers in the second and third round like it's their job. Like they got to find weapons or they are going to lose games and not win Lombardi trophies. And you know what they did? I just told you, they won a Lombardi trophy for God's sake. That's where you get wide receivers. You get them in the draft, but you got to pick the right ones. You pick the wrong ones, you know what? You may as well have taken a cornerback like Rocky seen. All right. Let's talk about the Indiana Hoosiers for just a minute. All right, no news, and no news is good news this time of year. Number one, we don't want any more guys to get into the transfer portal, and Trace Jackson Davis should not stay in the draft. If he declares for the draft, he shouldn't stay in the draft. And and declaring for the draft is really pretty much unnecessary because Mike Woodson can tell him everything he needs to know. About what he needs to become as an as a college basketball player to become an NBA player. So no more, and, and don't go into the portal to fill that last remaining scholarship. Go get a high school player, or leave the damn thing empty. All right, don't go into the portal. The portal, the portal is like in *Poultry Guys*. Don't go into the light. Don't go into the light. That's the portal. The light looks warm. It looks comforting. It it gives you a great feeling about the future. That's not what the portal does. The portal is evil. The portal is terrible. The portal will not help you get better. Here, despite the fact that one of these guys, really two, are in the port came out of the portal to the Hoosiers. Here's a starting lineup right now as it stands for your Indiana Hoosiers. Given all the guys who are uh, going to the pros out of the Big Ten and transferring, guys like Andre Curbelo going into the portal. Although, how much did he help Illinois, right? Here's the starting lineup and why it's going to contend for Indiana. Xavier Johnson at the point, Jalen hood shafino at the two, or you've also got Tamar Bates who could play at the two. Then you've got either... Miller Cop or Jordan Geronimo. I know when I say Miller Cop, people go, oh my God, Miller Cop. No, 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 no. Let's put Jordan Geronimo at the three and have Miller Cop come off the bench. Uh Race Thompson at the four, Trace Jackson Davis at the five. Tell me that that is not one of the better starting lineups in the Big Ten. That starting lineup basically took the the uh and you're you're subbing out Parker Stewart right at the two. Hey, hey, put Trey Galloway at the two. That doesn't bother me. All right? You can do that too. If if we're saying, hey, Jalen hood Shafino bothers us because we've never seen him play and we don't know what kind of college basketball player he's going to be. Or uh, how about uh, Tamar Bates, you know, getting lost on defense would wear us out in 32 minutes a game and allow opponents to beat Indiana Let's, you know, we can adjust the starting lineup. That starting lineup could win the Big Ten. There you go. Indiana is on the come, all right? And Iowa, losing guys. They're going to take a step back. Wisconsin, losing guys. Brad Davison, finally, after 17 years in college basketball, is going to find something else to do with his idle time. That's a good thing. Jordan Bohannon. Who's played the most games, I think, of anybody in the history of college basketball because of the idiotic COVID exemption year? He's out of college basketball. Keegan Murray going to the pros. You got a Big Ten where guys are taking, teams are taking a step back. Indiana can really take a step up. All right. Uh, Butler rumors yesterday proved to be unfounded. There was not a team meeting at three o'clock yesterday, there was not an announcement about the disposition of Laval Jordan and hopefully there isn't one. Laval Jordan is a good coach. Stick with Laval Jordan. Butler does things right about as much as any college basketball program and athletic department in all of college basketball, yeah. And the Big East certainly not a great year in the Big East, 6 and 14, but Laval Jordan is a really good coach and Barry Collier is not an impatient man. Hopefully Butler holds on to both Barry Collier and LaValle Jordan. I think that that could happen. Although, if you were going to make a change, Ronald Norred is just coaching down the street as an assistant for the Pacers, right? Um, Illinois State hired Andrew Dockich as an assistant coach. Great hire by Illinois State. Illinois State's gain is Elon's loss, as uh, Andrew has been there the last couple of years coaching. Um, and, and, uh, what a good dude, good human being, good basketball mind, building a career as an assistant coach. Wonderful. Uh, Pacers lost last night, but they were really fun to watch. They lost to the Nuggets, 125, 118. They were down 31 points. They came back from the dead. They took a lead in this game in part because of Lance Stevenson, who came off the bench with a lot of energy and a lot of angst and drove Austin rivers crazy did things like rub his head against Austin Rivers' face, and Austin Rivers went bonkers and got thrown out of the game. Lance Stevenson is a change agent, man. He is an adjutant of the highest uh, level, and watching him play again under the skin of opponents is just endlessly amusing and entertaining. He did that last night. And for all the people who went to Cambridge Fieldhouse last night to watch the Pacers in a game that, you know what, started out, they were down 43-15 at the end of the first quarter. To watch that game, I continued to watch. I felt like an idiot. Down 28 at the end of the first quarter. I was like, to hell with it. I'm in. You know what? What else am I going to do with my time? I watched, and I was really, really happy I did. If the Pacers hadn't gone stone cold in the fourth quarter, they win this game against a good Western Conference team. Because Lance went haywire <laughs> and caused others to follow him off the cliff, he is just wonderful to watch. He uh, emotionally, he is such an adjutant, wonderful guy. I love Lance Stevenson, fantastic. Uh, let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we, on this Thursday in Central Indiana? Uh, Tom Welch, a great Tom Welch, financial advisor to the stars, celebrating a birthday. Jason Flaner, happy birthday out there in Vegas. Living at the craps table, probably there as we speak, it's what? It's uh, 5.15 in the morning there. Uh, Bob Kern, Tina Hoover, David Keene, Greg Larson, Zachary Cole, Mike Downs, Joe Mercer, Brad Beery, and Danny Yost celebrating birthdays. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That is best done with an honest and specific compliment. This afternoon, about 3.30, 4 o'clock. We're talking sports, baby, inside Indiana Sports Now. You want to know when we go live? Ring the bell, you'll get an alert. Subscribe, hit the like button. Let's go, let's have a great day. What do you think?